Good morning and welcome, my friends. It is the Monster Audio Edition Week 13. Hope everyone had a good week of football. We are closing in on fantasy playoffs, so things are getting tight. I don't know about you, but uh, my booty hole is puckered so tight you couldn't hammer in a thumbtack with a jackhammer. So, with that being said, let's get into things. Uh, obviously, we will start with the disclaimer. Too late for anyone that uh, is listening for the first time, but uh, eh, pr- probably a good example of coming attractions. Um, obviously, there may be a swear or a butt joke or a poop joke uh, somewhere in here. That's just me and uh, part of the deal. Um, but yet, yeah, with that in mind, remember this may not be safe for work. It may not be safe if you have kids in the room. Maybe consider putting on some headphones or having them put on some headphones. Uh, you know, just want to make sure we don't ruin the experience for anyone or get anyone in trouble. Alrighty, so we got things started Thursday night with the Cowboys getting things back on track, which is nice to see for me, uh, against the Saints. Uh, really good game for the Cowboys defense in regards to splash plays. Um, pretty good production for both defenses here. Uh, we had a few guys that really came through for us in a, in a couple letdowns too. So we'll get started on the Cowboys side of things first. So lead producer was Anthony Brown, which I did not see that coming. I thought this was going to be a not good game for streaming corner for them beyond Trayvon. Cause I mean, you can never really sit Trayvon Diggs, uh, ever. Um, and this week's a perfect example of that. But I mean, you know, Taysom Hill completed what? 19 passes this entire game, and they were in a negative game script basically immediately. Uh, 264 yards, uh, two touchdowns. One of those was kind of bullshit, too. Like, he just hit Deontay Harris for a quick route, and Deontay did the rest. So, Taysom was not passing effectively. That is not the Saints' MO uh, in terms of offense. They like to run and play defense. So, this was not a great uh, streaming corner game from these eye holes. But, uh, yeah, Cowboys, four interceptions later. Anthony Brown, huge game. Uh, Trayvon, huge game. Uh, I think even Jordan Lewis had a decent game. Let's have a look-see. Yeah, four combined tackles, three of them solo in a pass defense. That's uh, like 10 points in most of my leagues. That ain't bad. So uh, every corner here on the Cowboys had had a pretty decent game. So very strange, but, you know, that's the nature of corner. You, you really never know. But um, we play the odds, and uh, that's the best we can do because if I knew the future, I wouldn't be talking to you people. I'd be on Wall Street, not IDP Twitter. So it is what it is. But anyway, Anthony Brown led the way, 10 combined tackles, 9 of them solo, 2 pass defense. Massive game for him. J-Ron Curse, huge game, 9 combined tackles, 8 of them solo, 2 tackles for loss, 1 pass defense, 1 pick. He continues to be an excellent, excellent, excellent IDP safety this season. Uh, Keanu Neal, despite not playing a ton, had a really good game. 6 combined tackles, 4 of them solo, 1 sack, 1 tackle for loss, 1 QB hit. But Neal was only in for 33% of snaps because... Micah Parsons was back at linebacker for the vast majority of his snaps this week because Demarcus Lawrence was back this week. So chain reaction stuff resulting in Neal not playing enough uh, and Parsons' responsibility is changing. Uh, Parsons still got a sack because he's incredible. But um, just keep that in mind going forward. Neal is not going to be nearly as safe. It'll it'll probably go back to what we saw a few weeks back with – 
depending on game script, it'll be more LVE or more Neal. Probably more LVE against teams that run a little bit more uh, and more Neal against teams that pass a little bit more. But who knows? Uh, regardless, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen that when Parsons is taking the lion's share of those uh, linebacker snaps instead of uh, pass rush snaps, uh, you can't really rely on Neal or LVE in terms of playing time. We, we did get lucky this week with the Neal production, so that's good. But just keep that in mind going forward, especially because we got playoffs starting here pretty, pretty soon. But, yep, Neal was the third highest producer this week. Dorrance Armstrong, five combined tackles for them solo. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong kept his playing time. Um, but that's that's sure to go down once Randy Gregory gets back. It'll be Lawrence and Gregory as the two defensive ends, as is tradition. So if you have been rolling out Dorrance Armstrong, you'll probably be fine uh, for another week or so, but Randy Gregory is pretty close to coming back as well, and when that happens, I would bet you anything it's Lawrence and Gregory as the two guys that you want on the pass rush. So just keep that in mind. Uh, after Dorrance Armstrong, we got Micah Parsons, five combined tackles, two of them solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, two QB hits. Another massive game for him with that sack. Uh, 93% of snaps played. He's still rushing the passer just from his linebacker position, um, I would assume. Uh, you know, He's not on the defensive line the vast majority of snaps. That's the point. Um, so that's changed. Um Speaking of Demarcus Lawrence, he was back this week. He was in for 53% of snaps. Uh, he only had two combined tackles, uh, one of them solo, one QB hit, and two pass defenses, which is fine. In most of my leagues, it was like nine points. It was A-OK. -okay. Um, but the thing was, he was half a second away from a strip sack fumble. Uh, he had it. He made the play, but the, the ref screwed him. So anyone that watched that game knows what I was talking about. Lawrence looks A-OK. -okay. Uh, he did only get to play, it looks like, 53% of snaps his first week back, but we've seen this movie before, and we know how it ends. It ends with him going back to his normal playing time and being the productive guy that he's always been. Uh, they're just easing him back into things. So good news there. Uh, Osa Ozigizua actually had a decent game as well. He was in for 56% of snaps. That's the only somewhat IDP-relevant defensive tackle there. I just, I don't know. I'm not into it. He's too sporadic. Um, who else? Trayvon Diggs, great game. Four solo tackles, pass defense, and a pick. That's 8, 11, and 6, like 17 points in most of my leagues. Really good game for him. Jordan Lewis, good game. Although, I bet you anything, he was corner three. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, 100% of snaps. Jordan Lewis, 83% of snaps. So, he yep, that, that is correct. He remains corner number three. Uh, beyond that, uh, we got some other random stuff. Demonte KZ had a, a pick that kind of saved his day if you had to play him. He did see 99% of snaps this week. Um I have not seen that too often. He usually does not play nearly that much. That probably had more to do with game script and uh, the Saints trying to pass their way back into things. Just having more defensive backs on the field would be my guess. But, uh, you know, KZ has not been an option all season um, due to playing time. So this is the only time I've seen decent playing time out of him. Uh, and regardless, you know, he, we wouldn't be talking about him without that interception. He just had two combined tackles beyond that. So... Keep that in mind. That is not an option. You don't want to rely on a lucky interception to save your week. That's not a good thing. 
Uh, LVE actually played a bunch this week, 56% of snaps, uh, because we're back in that pattern where um, Parsons plays a ton of linebacker snaps and LVE and Neal kind of split the other position. Uh, but the, but despite that somewhat decent playing time, he only had one tackle assist on the game. That's probably more game script delay, uh, related. Um, you know, Saints had to give up the run pretty quickly into this one. In fact, they only had 26 team carries. 11 of those are from Taysom Hill just taking off because he was under pressure. So you subtract that, we're talking like, what is that, 15 um, actual running attempts, like handoffs. So, yeah, uh, that's probably where the LVE down weight came from. Doesn't matter, though. Um, if it's not Parsons, it's not a linebacker you're going to be able to trust during the fantasy playoffs uh, on this team with the way things are right now. But, yep, that's the Cowboys. That's production. There's no waiver wire moves here. I'm not going to tell you to go get uh, DeMonte KZ. I'm not going to tell you to go get LVE. Um you know, slight elevated playing time for both this week, but it's just not something... It This is the last time of year that you want to screw around with any of this stuff. Like, you know, it's not week three. We, we can't recover if we make a mistake here, so don't make a mistake. You know, just stay... If, it, if, it's, if it's dangerous and dumb, stay away from it. There you go. Uh, food for thought. Okay, heading over to the Saints. So... I, I still don't understand it myself, but somehow Quan Alexander is still alive, and he's actually been outproducing Demario Davis pretty frequently the last few weeks here. So, strange but true, Demario uh, had a down week, but Quan led all producers for the Saints here. Nine combined tackles, seven of them solo, 81% of snaps played. I don't understand it, but it's true, and it's happening, so there you go. If Quan is still on your waiver wire, I mean... It's a dangerous time of year to, like, pursue this and do it, but in deeper leagues, it is what it is. Like, if you need a guy that's playing 80% of snaps and is producing every week, right now that's Quan Alexander and not Demario Davis. It's it's mind-blowing, but it's true. So there you go. He led all Saints producers this week. P.J. Williams, uh, next guy on the list. This was a streaming corner option I had out there on Thursday. Eight solo tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. Because uh, he's been corner two over there for a minute, and he was again this week. So Lattimore played essentially every step, 99%. P.J. Williams was corner two at 69%. Paulson Adebo, corner three at 63%. Bradley Roby, corner four at 56%. So that's the exact same setup as we got last week uh, and we've seen recently. So P.J. Williams has snuck into that corner two slot uh, past Paulson Adebo recently. So good week for him. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, excellent week. I, I knew this was going to be a great corner option. I, I you know called it in the uh, tweet I sent out on Thursday. Like this was a good setup. You know Cowboys got their star like stud receivers back. Um, you know this was indoors. This is a game they needed to win. Uh, we knew they were going to pass a decent amount. Uh, yeah, Lattimore feasted. Eight combined tackles, five of them solo, three pass defense, and a pick. Like just a monster game for him. So. Uh, he's looking good. After that, the production really does fall off a cliff. Next producer was a tie between Malcolm Jenkins and Demario Davis. Each had four combined tackles, three of them solo. So down game for both. 
although Davis played 100% of snaps and Jenkins played 100% of snaps. So the playing time's there. The production's just been more sporadic than usual for both of them this year. So in places where I've got them, I have been, and I really am looking at trying to find other options now. Um, you just can't. They're just not as uh, consistent as they have been in recent history. So we got to accept that for what it is and find a different option if we can before playoffs start because that's the last thing we need is, you know, Demario Davis is traditionally an LB1. Malcolm Jenkins had a safety top 12 safety season last year. Uh, that's how these guys are drafted, and that's not what they're doing. So if you can find a better option, please do. Uh, after that, Jalen Holmes, we can ignore that. It's only four tackles anyway, and that's a backup defensive end. Yeah, Davenport did not play this week, so we got some random backup defensive end guys. Uh, I would bet Carl Granderson's in there too. Yep, he was. Uh, so, yeah, we can ignore all those guys. It's uh, uh, Cam Jordan and Davenport when they're both playing that are the best options. David Onyemata, okay game. Uh, four combined tackles, one of them solo, two QB hits. If your league scores QB hits, he had an okay game. Uh, 60% of snaps played, though, so that's looking good. Marcus Williams, okay game, three solo tackles, pass defense. It's like nine points in most leagues. Uh, he was in for 100% of snaps as usual. Uh, Pete Werner, nothing as usual. Uh, something interesting, Pete Werner lost even more snaps this week, down to 19%, because Zach Bond is back and played 31% of snaps this week. So just throwing in random linebackers to, to, to further detract from Pete Werner's already small playing time. That's fun. But, yep, he remains a good dynasty option at least. Um, after that, no one really of note. Bradley Roby actually had an acceptable game if your league scores pass defense correctly. Just one solo tackle but two pass defense. That's like eight points in most leagues. For a corner four, that's not bad. That ain't bad at all. Um, Cam Jordan, down game. And anyone else of note, down game, not really. Yeah, that's it for production, playing time, things that stand out over here. Quan continuing to have really good playing time. P.J. Williams taking over his corner two. Uh, Zach Bond coming back and further displacing Pete Werner. Uh, and without Davenport, we got Granderson and Jalen Holmes again this week. So that's what's going on with the Saints. Um, mostly set in stone. We're really just hoping we get Davenport back. We definitely need him for the playoffs here. And if you do have uh, Demario Davis and uh, Malcolm Jenkins going, yeah, you know, look for something else because... These guys just ain't getting it done. I mean, they've had really good games at certain points this year, but the consistency is not what it was in years past. So um, that that is something that's sticking out in my brain as something I need to try and fix before a playoff start in a week or two here. So uh, beyond that, everything else is looking good. That was the Thursday night game, Cowboys and Saints, and uh, we'll pick it up from here with the Sunday games, uh, 1 o'clock starting right meow play to win the game hello you play to win the game you don't play to just play it in my opinion that sucked what's that uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs 
Alrighty, and uh, let's get into the Sunday games, starting with the 1 p.m. games. First one we're going to look at is Bucks and Falcons. Uh, so, yep, another Buccaneers victory. This uh, not surprising there. Um, but it looks like the Falcons, with this being a division game, were able to put up a good amount of offense. So we got essentially everything we needed from the uh, Tampa Bay IDP, which was a nice change of pace. So uh, lead producer Devin White, 10 combined tackles, 7 of them solo, 1 QB hit. He played 100% of snaps. Levante David also played uh, essentially 100%, 97% this week. Uh, he had 6 combined tackles, 4 of them solo. Uh, Antoine Winfield, really good game. Ten combined tackles, six of them solo, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. Uh, yep, excellent game for Mr. Winfield. He was in for 100% of snaps, so no surprises there. Uh, Andrew Adams. So this was one of those chain reaction things. We uh, lost Jordan Whitehead to injury this week. Um, Mike Edwards is the typical, the usual backup. He was suspended for discipline, or sat for disciplinary reasons. So Andrew Adams was the backup backup safety. So he was a spot start this week. Uh, I actually did add him in one league to deny him to my opponent uh, that was down a starting safety. This is like a real stupid deep all IDP league. And uh, I didn't. I had no plans on starting Andrew Adams. I just wanted to deny uh, that opportunity to my opponent because uh, you play to win the game and uh, F that guy. So, uh, yep, decent game for him. Seven combined tackles, three of them solo. He was in for 82% of snaps. This is not going to be a long-term thing, though. Uh, Whitehead uh, will probably be back next week or next game, whenever that is. Uh, if not, it's typically Edwards is the backup. So this is like, you know, several rungs down the chain to even be useful. So I'd probably just steer clear. Uh, Sean Murphy bunting, good game. Six combined tackles, four of them solo. He was only in for 69% of snaps, though. So we did get Carlton Davis back this week. So the cornerback core has changed pretty significantly. With Davis back, he immediately becomes the best corner option here, like he is when he's healthy. He had a real good game, too, especially if your league scores pass defense correctly. Three combined tackles, two of them solo, three pass defense. So that's nine points in pass defense in most of my leagues, plus another four, 13, 15 points in most of my leagues. That's an excellent streaming corner game. So Carlton Davis is back. Uh, if the matchup is good, like it is next week against Buffalo, you should be playing Carlton Davis as a streaming corner option. Uh, like next week against Buffalo, that's literally perfect. That is uh, a perfect stream. I would definitely go grab uh, Carlton Davis and play that. Uh, but yep, he's back, so he's the top dog in terms of playing time, 99% of snaps. Sean Murphy bunting corner two at essentially 70%. Jamel Dean down to corner three, 51% of snaps. And Pierre Desir disappearing off the face of the planet to 34%. So we'll keep that in mind going forward. So it looks like uh, Murphy bunting still a decent option, but Carlton Davis is the best option. Uh, despite only 34% of snaps this week, Pierre Desir still had a decent game. Five combined tackles, four of them solo. Andama and Sue landed two sacks. Uh, Mr. Sue was in for 65% of snaps. Uh, he, you know, nothing's changed there. He remains a decent defensive tackle option, a little bit less valuable as a, uh, DE. Uh, Shaq Barrett, no sack this week. Vita Vey, two sacks this week. Wow. Okay, Vita Vey. 48% of snaps played. Um, he's been a much better real-life football guy compared to IDP guy, but this week uh, he was both, so that's good to see. 
Uh, I would not go out and grab him. This is the only time he's done anything production-wise that I can remember this season. So it's, uh, he, you know, he still remains a much better real football player rather than IDP producer. After that, we got Cam Gill, who landed a sack. That's a backup linebacker, 10% of snaps played. We can ignore that. Another poopy week for JPP, although he was in four. Oh, where are you? Uh, 52% of snaps this week, so a little bit less than normal, but, uh, you know, this game was also over. The Falcons did all their scoring in the first two quarters, so this one was pretty much a done deal by the fourth quarter. Uh, Jamel Dean, nothing of note, and that's about it. So takeaways here are if, for some reason, Jordan Whitehead is out again this next game and Mike Edwards is suspended again this next game, then you can play Andrew Adams, but the odds of both those things happening again are not great. Uh, the biggest waiver wire move here is Carlton Davis, straight up. Uh, anyone that remembers his season last year knows he is an excellent corner option. Never mind streaming corner option. He's a sen- he's basically a set-and-forget guy. You just throw him in your lineup, you eat the bad weeks because the good weeks are absolutely incredible. Uh, and he's got a per- like picture-perfect matchup next week with the Bills coming to town. So go grab some Carlton Davis, throw that in your cornerback slot for this upcoming week, and prosper. Uh, beyond that, everything else here was normal. Uh, everyone else is healthy, looking good, playing time essentially the same. A couple guys saw a few less snaps just due to this one being over basically by the fourth quarter. But that's it. Nothing out of no, uh, nothing out of the ordinary here, really. On the Falcons, it was another day of D- uh, Foye Aluakon leading the way with 15 combined tackles, eight of them solo. He was in for 100% of snaps, as is tradition. Uh, Deion Jones, really good game as well. Nine combined tackles, uh, six of them solo, two passes defended, 99% of snaps played. Both of them remain really good options. At Streaming Corner, I told everyone to start Fabian Morrow. He had a good week, six combined tackles, five of them solo. I also told everyone to start A.J. Terrell, and surprisingly, he did not have a great week. Three combined tackles, two of them solo, one pass defense. That's four, five, eight points in most of my leagues. That is definitely not what he's capable of, but uh, it happens. It's corner. It's naturally spotty and inconsistent. That's why a lot of people don't like playing with corners. That's why I do like playing with corners, uh, because it's difficult. Uh, So Mr. Terrell was in for 100% of snaps. Mr. Morrow, 89% of snaps. They remain our best two corner options by quite a bit. Uh, Beyond that, not much of note here, guys, that let us down this week. Grady Jarrett, just four combined tackles and a QB hit, although I guess that's decent in much deeper leagues. Dante Fowler, back to doing nothing. And there's no one else here. Oh, Eric Harris, just two two, uh, tackle assists on the day. That's it. Uh, and Mr. Harris was in for 86% of snaps, which is about normal for him, just a down week in general. Duran Harmon, nothing as usual, just three combined tackles, despite playing 93% of snaps. So it doesn't look like there's any waiver wire moves or anything out of the ordinary here. Uh, you know, it's basically Dion and Foye, and beyond that, a, a whole bunch of Occasionally good, mostly bad stuff with uh, A.J. Terrell is a pretty decent corner option if the matchup is correct most weeks. That's it. That's it for the Falcons. Nothing out of the ordinary. That is Bucks and Falcons, and we'll just keep it on moving here. 
Okay, next matchup is Cardinals and Bears, and uh, despite this being a one-sided affair, the Bears were able to produce enough offense that uh, the Cardinals' IDP really did eat this week pretty, pretty good, including many, many splash plays and a ton of uh, combined tackles, so that's good to see. Lead producer for the Cardinals was Jordan Hicks, 13 combined tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss, two QB hits, just a monster day for Jordan Hicks. 97% of snaps played. He remains the best inside linebacker option on this team. Jalen Thompson remains the most productive safety on this team with 10 combined tackles, seven of them solo, one pass defense, and one interception. Jalen Thompson was in for 91% of snaps and remains excellent. Byron Murphy, really great game. Uh, I think he had a pick as well. Yep, a pick, two pass defense, six combined tackles, half a sack. Great game for Byron Murphy. <clears throat> no corners, that, uh, excuse me, changes there. It was Marco Wilson and Byron Murphy as the top two corners for playing time, 80 to 89% of snaps for both. Um, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary there. Looks like they both got to rest a little bit towards the end. Uh, Buda Baker, good week, uh, production-wise. He always has a good week, real football-wise. But this week, he got his five combined tackles, four of them solo, one pass defense, one interception, and a ton of turnover yards, uh, 77 turnover yards. And looks like he was in for just 78% of snaps. But once again, this game was a blowout. He got to rest. Uh, Chandler Jones did something this week. Five combined tackles, three of them solo, half a sack, two pass defense, two QB hits. That's good to see. Mr. Jones was in for 89% of snaps. Uh, he still remains more spotty than most in terms of outside linebacker, but at least he got something out of him this week. Isaiah Simmons, bit of a poopy game. Five combined tackles, only two of them solo, despite playing 99% of snaps. Uh, I mean, he's still been a good option, just not as good as Jordan Hicks. Uh, after that, it drops off a cliff. Guys that let us down this week include Marcus Golden, no sacks or splash plays of any kind. And that's about it for guys of note. Zach Allen did save his day with a uh, fat guy pick in 25 return yards, so that's good to see. Over in the playing time, nothing out of the ordinary. These guys got to rest because this one was over, into you know, basically once we got to the fourth quarter. Uh, so we can take all of this with a grain of salt. But, yeah, no no real changes here, the usual. And uh, no waiver wire moves either. Everything is as it should be here on the Cardinals, so we're looking good. All right, so let's head over to the Bears. And as is tradition for the Bears, lead producer is Roquan Smith. Eight combined tackles, four of them solo, one tackle for loss, 100% of snaps played. So despite the Thanksgiving scare with the hamstring injury, he is good to go. Uh, next producer is a bit of a surprise. Artie Burns, who has replaced Kendall Vildor as the other starting corner besides Jalen Johnson, uh, was in for 81% of snaps this week and recorded six solo tackles, one tackle for loss, and one pass defense. So really good game for Artie Burns, but, you know, it was an ideal matchup. That Cardinals offense is excellent, so that makes sense. Um, I don't know how much I trust this. We've still only seen it twice, but if the matchup does look good and you do need a corner that literally no one knows about that's playing a decent amount of snaps each week, the last couple weeks at least, and will probably get picked on early and often because he's pretty stinky, uh, there you go, Artie Burns. Uh, after that, Eddie Skidmarks-Jackson, five combined tackles, four of them solo, one tackle for loss. Skidmarks was in for 100% of snaps as is tradition. 
Tayshawn Gibson got us five combined tackles this week. That's okay for him, 100% of snaps. After that, it kind of falls off a cliff. Uh, Robert Quinn did not have a sack this week, but he did have three solo tackles, two tackles for loss, and was in for 75% of snaps, so acceptable game. Uh, Christian Jones, nothing. DeAndre Houston Carson, nothing. Alec Ogletree, just one tackle on the day, 43% of snaps played. Not a great game for him. Uh, and no one else really of note here. So uh, the usual suspects doing basically what we needed them to do, and then a bunch of nada. Over in the playing time, the only thing that sticks out is the corners. So Vildor, second week of being displaced by Artie Burns. And then Xavier and Crawford also saw a bump to 79% of snaps as corner three. Uh, but we haven't trusted a corner three here since, like, the first month of the season, and we're not going to start now, so we can go ahead and ignore that. Travis Gibson continues to be the other pass rush linebacker with Roquan, uh, excuse me, with um, Robert Quinn. Travis did not do much this week, though. Uh, I'm not even sure I see any statistics here for him. Yeah, oh yeah, here we go. Four combined tackles, two of them solo. That's it, though. So not much for Travis Gibson. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Not a lot going on here besides Roquan and Skid Marks and Artie Burns. Beyond that, no one else really did anything of note here for the Bears' IDP production. So, yep, that's what we got going on. Waiver wire-wise, nada, except maybe Artie Burns if the matchup is correct. I have no idea who the Bears have next game. Oh, actually, I do. Never mind. It's Green Bay. Uh, so yeah, that's actually not a terrible idea in much deeper leagues. Uh, it's, it's definitely risky because we've only seen it twice, but if you need a corner, no one knows about that may get picked on by Aaron Rodgers next week. Artie Burns may not be a terrible idea. Uh, but yep, that's it for the bears. That's it for the Cardinals. Uh, and we will keep on going. Alrighty, Chargers and Bengals next. Uh, this was a pretty solid game as well. Lots of scoring, lots of production on both the offensive and defensive side. We'll go ahead and get started with the Chargers. Lead producers were Kazir White and Drew Tranquil, 10 combined tackles apiece. Drew Tranquil added a sack, a tackle for loss, and a pass defense as well. So great game for both of them. Uh, the breakdown for inside linebackers was as follows. Kazir White, 93% of snaps. Drew Tranquil, 87% of snaps. Kenneth Murray, forgotten, 11%. And nothing of note in the box score. So uh, pour some out for Kenneth Murray. Uh, Derwin James, third highest producer, seven combined tackles, half a sack and a QB hit. Mr. James was in for 97% of snaps. Nasir Adderley, also seven combined tackles, half a sack, and a QB hit. Nasir Adderley was in for 100% of snaps. Uh, Tavon Campbell, good game at streaming corner, six combined tackles, uh, four of them solo, and a fumble return touchdown, I believe it was. Some kind of touchdown. He was in for 96% of snaps uh, as the top uh, playing time corner with Mike Davis behind him, Mike Old Davis behind him, 95%. Chris Harris, third at 80%. Asante Samuel Jr. has been injured the last several weeks here, so he's been out of the mix. Uh, okay, Chris Rumpf, five combined tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, three QB hits. Chris Rumpf, who the hell is that? Okay, it looks like it's Joey Bosa's backup. 41% of snaps played. Looks like an outside linebacker guy. Uh, I mean, we'll have to see what the Bosa injury is. I was under the impression that it was like a concussion 
and he should be fine uh, after he clears protocol. So I think we could probably skip this, but let's go ahead and find out what's up. Okay, I'm actually pretty glad I looked this up. That's interesting. So Joey Bosa played nine snaps, and they got he got what was assumed to be a concussion. Uh, he did pass concussion protocol on the sideline and was able to return to the game. He was held out of the game by his head coach. Uh, and when asked about that in a press conference, uh, Staley said, uh, you know, I, I thought about his history, his injury history, and I thought about his future here with the team. And by that point, the, it was looking good for the Chargers. Uh, they had gone up super fast, 16 nothing in that first quarter. Uh, so, it, you know, he rolled the dice and kept Bosa out. And um, I, th- I think that's a good call. Yeah, did it hurt all of us that played him this week? Yes. But would I rather have him for fantasy playoffs? Oh, yeah, d- absolutely. So I think we're good. He cleared concussion protocol during the game. So he'll be fine to return this upcoming week. We do not need to screw around with Chris Rumpf. We're good to go. Uh, Chris Harris, good game. Four solo tackles, pass defense, and a pick. Uh, he was corner number three on the day. Uh, Justin Jones, good game. Who the hell is Justin Jones? That is backup defensive tackle, 32% of snaps played. We can ignore that. Uh, Michael Davis landed a pick and a bunch of pass defense. Really good game for him at streaming corner. Jerry Tillery, poopy game. Joey Bosa, poopy game, but we know why. He only played nine snaps. And I believe uh, Linval Joseph is on COVID IR right now. So that's everyone. Playing time, things that stick out, not a lot. Just the inside linebackers, but we've seen this before. We knew Kenneth Murray was on the outside looking in weeks ago. Months ago, to be honest. So nothing new there. We got good news with Bosa. He's fine. He cleared concussion protocol. He should be back this next week. And beyond that, there's there's nothing here. There's no moves to be made. Uh, anyone that had an option to add Kazir White or Drew Tranquil, likely already did. If they're out there on your waiver wire, either one makes a good option. Uh, Once again, Kazir White, 93% of snaps. Drew Tranquil, 87%. Either one would make a good inside linebacker, combined tackle floor guy uh, for this stretch run in deeper leagues only. Heading over to the Bengals, uh, Mike Hilton, lead producer. Nine combined tackles, six of them solo, one pass defense. So Mike Hilton got a bump in playing time because Chidobi Awuzie got knocked out a little bit after halftime in this one, it looks like. So Hilton played 89% of snaps this week. That's his season high, uh, and that's probably a direct correlation to Awuzie uh, getting knocked out. So with that in mind, Awuzie only played 59% of snaps. That bumped Hilton up to 89%. Eli Apple kept his usual 98%, and Vernon Hargreaves came in for 45% as corner three. Uh, let's see what's going on with Awuzie. Okay, so Awuzie has a foot injury. He's considered day-to-day. There's a good shot we get him back this next game. Uh, Logan Wilson, though, shoulder injury, will miss at least one week, possibly more. So let's look at that while we're talking about it. So it looks like uh, with Logan Wilson out, Jermaine Pratt saw the bump. He was up to 97% of snaps played, and that correlated in his box score with nine combined tackles. So whatever the length is of the Logan Wilson injury, Jermaine Pratt makes a good option as a waiver wire linebacker. Uh, but he will go back down to 60-ish percent of snaps when Logan Wilson returns, so just keep that in mind. Uh, another high producer this week, Joe Bocci. What is a Joe Bocci? 
Okay, so Joe Bocci filled the Jermaine Pratt role while Jermaine Pratt filled the Logan Wilson role. So this is someone that's pretty far down the list. He would be an option as a LB four, five, six in much deeper leagues, but only for the duration of the Logan Wilson injury because that's moving Pratt up and this guy's moving into Pratt's spot. So it's uh it's pretty far down the line, but it is an option. Uh, after that, both Bates and Bell had really good games. Six combined tackles apiece. Von Bell landed a sack and a tackle for loss. Jesse Bates had a tackle for loss and also picked up a fumble and ran it a good distance. Uh, I can't remember how many return yards it was, but it was pretty solid. Uh, so good games for both of them. B.J. Hill and Sam Hubbard, both half a sack. Uh, I don't think we care about B.J. Hill. Yep, back up defensive tackle. But Sam Hubbard, excellent game. Five combined tackles, half a sack, one tackle for loss, two QB hits, and was in for 94% of snaps. He remains excellent. Uh, Chidobi Awuzie, great game before he got knocked out. Two pass defense, a pick, a tackle for loss, three solo tackles. Great game for him. Uh, he should be back sooner rather than later. Logan Wilson, okay game before he got knocked out. Three combined tackles, tackle for loss. For a guy that only gave us uh, 28% of snaps, that's fine. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Um, DJ Reader, kind of a poopy game. Larry Ogunjobi landed a sack, so a good game for him. He was in for 80% of snaps, so that's looking good. Uh, I think... Where's Trey Hendrickson? There he is. Trey Hendrickson, good game as well. Four combined tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, two QB hits, 64% of snaps played. So all the normal guys had a good game for us this week, with the notable exception of Logan Wilson, who will be out at least this next game with a shoulder injury, and we'll see what's going on from there. Um, waiver wire moves, we talked about that. Pratt is going to see a bump. And uh, Joe Bocci will see a bump as well, but you know he's only going to be usable for the duration of that injury in the deepest of dark degenerate leagues. At corner, uh, Mike Hilton will see a bump if Awuzie cannot go this next game, but it looks like with the day-to-day tag, Awuzie should be fine. So we could probably ignore that. And beyond that, everything here is the huge. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, so, yep, that's the Bengals, that's the Chargers, and we'll keep it keep it moving here. Okay, next game is Lions and Vikings. Congrats on the Lions on getting the sneaky win at the end there. So we had all kinds of injuries in this one. We'll get started with the Vikings. So both Anthony Barr and Eric Hendricks were declared inactive for this game, which meant we got Nick Vigil. That's tradition. We know about that. Vigil played 100% of snaps. He is the normal go-to guy when either of those dudes misses a game. So nothing new there. Uh, what else we got was Blake Lynch. So Blake Lynch played 100% of snaps and had a massive game. Nine combined tackles, six of them solo, two sacks, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. Um, so yeah, we know who the second guy is now. If uh, both Barr and Kendricks can't go, Blake Lynch will be the guy beyond uh, Nick Vigil, which is normal. Uh, Troy Dye also got some some run, 42% of snaps played though, so that's not enough for us to really uh, consider him an option, so we can ignore that. And uh, I saw today that both, um, cut it out, Kat, come on, cut it out, uh, that both uh, Kendricks and Barr were able to get limited practices in today, so I think we're good for next game with them. I don't think we need to worry about this long term. Um, 
in, in you know the odds are at least one of them will be able to go so vigil would probably be the option if one of them can't go so we could probably ignore Blake Lynch uh, and we could definitely ignore uh, ignore Troy die uh, but Blake Lynch may be worth an add in, d- in deeper leagues if we run into a situation like this again uh, next producer was Bashad Breland great streaming corner day for him even though I told everyone to sit him because this was not a good matchup but hey shit happens Nine combined tackles, six of them solo, one pass defense. Uh, Mr. Breland was in for 100% of snaps. Patrick Peterson was in COVID IR this week, so uh, Bashad Breland, Cameron Dantzler were the corners with Mackenzie Alexander as corner three. So Peterson will be in that mix when he comes off the COVID IR, and we'll just have to reevaluate at that point. Uh, Xavier Woods, good game, eight combined tackles, 100% of snaps played. Harrison Smith, bit of a down game, five combined tackles, four of them solo, uh, 100% of snaps played. DJ Wadham landed a sack. He's been the only pass rush option here since Hunter and uh, Griffin both became, uh, well, Hunter IR and Griffin PUP list. Uh, So, yeah, Wadham has been playing a ton because there's no one else. Wadham played 89% of snaps this week. Uh, Beyond that, guys that let us down this week, Sheldon Richardson always because him and uh, Tomlin Center split down the middle like my butt cheeks. Uh, Although this week they weren't. Richardson saw 86% of snaps and Tomlinson only saw, excuse me, saw 49%. So that's the first time I've seen that all year. They're usually right down the middle, but neither has been productive, unfortunately. They've kind of wasted both of them. So unfortunate, but true. Uh, Beyond that, no one else. Armand Watts was a trending transaction. Which one of his one tackles did everyone enjoy the most that added him off of uh, waivers because he was a trending transaction? Jeez, Louise, 42% of snaps at nose tackle, which is not IDP-relevant position. So I, I hope no one followed that. Uh, I certainly told people to stay away. But, uh, you know, crowd think. Um, yeah, that's it for the uh, Vikings, though. Nothing out of the ordinary. The only moving pieces here are the inside linebackers, and we know the order of operations. So if uh, either... Kendricks or Barr can't go, it's Vigil. If both can't go, then we're getting um, Blake Lynch in there as well. Uh, Okay, so that's the Vikings. Heading over to the Lions, Tracy Walker led the way. Eight combined tackles, 11 of them solo, and they let him play 100% of snaps the third week in a row. That's excellent. It's like we're getting the old Tracy Walker. After that, we got Josh Woods. What is a Josh Woods? Josh Woods is a... Oh, he's the Jalen Reeves-Maben replacement. 57% of snaps played. Okay. So there you go. If you're rolling out Reeves-Maben, obviously in a much deeper league, this is his replacement, Josh Woods. So if Reeves-Maben continues to be out, Josh Woods continues to be in. Uh, But, you know, nothing crazy there. Uh, After that, Dean Marlowe. Uh, and Amani Awarie both had seven solo tackles. Uh, so Dean Marlowe was a safety that got some run during Thanksgiving and was back again this week. 93% of snaps for him. Uh, Will Harris saw 76% of snaps, so it looks like they ran three safeties this week. That's pretty cool. Uh, Marlowe, it's not there yet, but it's starting to feel solid. I might add him myself in my much deeper all-IDP league. 
Amani Awarie continues to be the best streaming corner option. Jerry Jacobs had a good week, too, though. Uh, Jacobs was corner two at 87% of snaps. Awarie corner one at 96% of snaps. Uh, Jacobs, seven solo tackles, two tackles for loss. Alex Anzalone, acceptable game. Five combined tackles, four of them solo, two passes defended. Anzalone played 100% of snaps, as usual. Charles Harris landed two sacks. Julian Arquara landed one sack. Neither is super great, but in much deeper leagues, there are options. Uh, Charles Harris, 70% of snaps. And Arquara, 37%. So not a ton for Arquara. I would not chase that. Guys that let us down this week, no one we really care about. Uh, Will Harris, but he's never been productive. Three combined tackles, one pass defense on the day. That's it. Uh, yeah, the things that stick out here are Dean Marlowe, second week in a row, significant playing time, significant production if you need a safety move in much, much, much deeper leagues. And Josh Woods replacing Jalen Reeves-Maven for whatever the length of that injury is, Woods appears to be an option. Beyond that, everything else here is set in stone and continues to be the same thing we see every other week. But those are the two moves right there. And that was the Vikings and the Lions. Okie dokie. Uh, Dolphins and G-Men next. We'll start with the Giants. Tay Crowder led the way, which is uh, business as usual recently. Nine combined tackles, six of them solo. Mr. Crowder was in for 100% of snaps and is the perfect example of why you can wait on linebacker because he was available for nothing more than the price of paying attention this season and has been excellent basically weekly. After that, Logan Ryan, good game, eight combined tackles. Mr. Ryan was in for 100% of snaps. Aaron Robinson, which is the Adoree Jackson replacement, good game, seven combined tackles, one pass defense. Uh, and he played Adoree Jackson's playing time as well, 100% of snaps played. So for whatever the duration of the Adoree Jackson injury, Aaron Robinson remains a decent option if the matchup looks good. Reggie Ragland, decent game, six combined tackles, five of them solo. Only 49% of snaps played, though, so only the most deep and dark of degenerate leagues. Uh, Xavier McKinney continues to produce well. Six combined tackles, four of them solo, one tackle for loss. Mr. McKinney was in for 100% of snaps played. Quincy Roach landed a sack. That is a linebacker that only plays 49%, or excuse me, 45% of snaps. Could probably ignore that. Uh, Aziz landed a sack. Aziz was in for 59% of snaps. Uh, Dexter Lawrence didn't do anything. Julian Love didn't do anything. James Radbury didn't do anything. Bernardrick McKinney didn't do anything. Leonard Williams, acceptable game, four solo tackles on 72% of snaps played. Uh, waiver wire, nah, there's nothing. There's nothing here. Aaron, Aaron Robinson, if the matchup looks good, I have no idea who the Giants have next week, but, um, Adore should be back sooner rather than later, so it's probably not a long-term thing anyway. And that's about it. Everything else is business as usual here for the G-Men. Over on the Dolphins, however, Brandon Jones has been injured recently, last couple weeks. So Eric Rowe's been back in the mix. He led all producers with seven combined tackles, five of them solo. Uh, Mr. Rowe was in for 100% of snaps. He remains a good safety option only while Brandon Jones is out. Before that, we saw Brandon Jones had won that position, and we can... Probably assume he'll take it back as soon as he gets back, so keep that in mind. 
Beyond that, Byron Jones, good game. Five solo tackles and 100% of snaps played. Andrew Van Ginkle, Nick Needham, both decent games, but Nick Needham only played 58% of snaps. Van Ginkle did play 83% this week, which was second behind Jerome Baker for linebacker snaps. Baker had 97%. The problem is beyond Jerome Baker, we have no idea who linebacker two is week to week. Could be Van Ginkle, uh, could be Landon Roberts, could be Egwa Vowen, uh, could be Duke Riley. We have no idea. So it's not a game I feel like playing. It's a dumb game to play. Uh, okay, Agba. Let's see what he did. Uh, looks like not much. Just two tackle assists on the day. He did play 58% of snaps. Um, Jalen Phillips, another multi-sack game. Mr. Phillips was in for... Only 45% of snaps. That's interesting. So that's the second week in a row he's had not great playing time but been super efficient with it. So I'm still a little hesitant just because the playing time has been basically hot dog shit most of the season. It has gone up to points where it's been acceptable, but most of the year, the vast majority, it's been below 50% of snaps. So that worries me. Although you can't argue with production, right? He's been super productive. I saw today that he has the Dolphins rookie sack record at 10 sacks on the season. So, you know, you can't argue with production. If you got Jalen Phillips going, he's been doing his thing for you. May as well keep it going. What do I know? Uh, Jerome Baker, three solo tackles, two tackles for loss. Uh, he's been quiet recently, but he did play 97% of snaps. Do with that what you will. Javon Holland, five tackle assists, but two pass defense and a QB hit. So he may have saved his game with that if your league scores that correctly. Uh, Christian Wilkins, acceptable game with five combined tackles, two QB hits. Wilkins was in for 57% of snaps at defensive tackle. Uh, okay, beyond that, a lot of guys we don't care about that didn't do much. And then we got Xavier Howard, who saved his day with a pick once more. Agba is the only guy that stands out that had a down game here, but uh, he still played his usual snaps roundabout, uh, a little bit lower than usual, but... Um, you know, this this game was also 20-9 to nine with the Giants only scoring three points in the fourth quarter, so he might have seen a tiny bit of a rest there at the end. Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Agba's been pretty pretty solid this year, all things considered. Uh, waiver wire, nothing. Eric Rowe, again, if Brandon Jones is out, Eric Rowe is in. Other than that, everything here is business as usual. Jalen Phillips continues to develop at an alarmingly excellent pace, but the playing time is still not there. So that concerns me, but it is what it is, you know? Uh, if he's going to produce barely playing, then we'll let him produce while he's barely playing. Uh, but, yep, that's it. That's the Dolphins. That's the G-Men. Not much to see here with this one. Okay, next up we got the Eagles and the Jets. So we'll start with the Eagles, and not surprising, it's the two inside linebackers leading the way. Uh, TJ Edwards, 11 combined tackles, six of them solo. Alex Singleton, eight combined tackles, four of them solo. Edwards was in for 97% of snaps. Singleton, 93% of snaps. Both of them remain excellent options, and with the news that broke after last week's monster that Davian Taylor is done for the rest of the year, in all likelihood. They said they could get him back December 27th, but that's three-ish, four weeks from now. Uh, fantasy playoffs will be well on their way to being over by then. Uh, it looks like 
Singleton's going to remain an option through the fantasy playoffs or the vast majority of them. Uh, don't you worry, though. I, unfortunately, I'll be stuck doing this uh, all throughout fantasy playoffs, so I'll let you know if uh, Singleton's going to be exiting if when if and when Davian Taylor does come back. So I got you covered. Until then, fire up Singleton, and Edwards continues to be an excellent, excellent, excellent option as well. After that, the production falls off a cliff. Uh, Mike Epps, also known as Marcus Epps, five combined tackles and one pass defense. Uh, he did have a pick as well, so he had a decent game. Uh, he only played 58% of snaps, though, so that's not something we want to chase down. Uh, Darius Slay, acceptable game. If your league scores pass defense correct, four solo tackles, one pass defense. Uh, Mr. Slay, let's see the corner breakdown. Slay, 100%. Maddox, 83%. And Steven Nelson was hurt in this one, 44%. Uh, so I'm not going to check on the Steven Nelson injury. That's not, he's not important enough for me to give a shit. Um, feel free to check yourself if you're interested. But uh, the move here is Maddox. It looks like Maddox saw the bump in playing time. Uh, Fletcher Cox, poopy game. Uh, Avante Maddox, poopy game, despite having better playing time this week due to the injury. Uh, to Nelson, it looks like. Anthony Harris, poopy game. Josh Sweat, sack and a half. Tackle for loss, two QB, hits three combined tackles. Nice game for Mr. Sweat. He's been quiet lately. 58% of snaps played. Uh, Javon Hargrave, half a sack, so that's decent. 63% uh, of snaps played. And that's it. Derek Barnett, nada. Ryan Kerrigan, nada. And Rodney McLeod, nada. Uh, playing time. We talked about Edwards. We talked about Singleton. We talked about Nelson, the injury, and Maddox. Uh, looks like some guys got some rest here. Anthony Harris got some rest. Uh, that's about it. Everything else is normal. Um, yep, so that's the Eagles. No moves to be had. Maddox has already been a streaming corner option for us. He just may see a bump if in a in a good um, matchup going forward, but that's it. Over on the Jets, we got C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, both with 13 tackles combined apiece. Uh, Mosley, 100% of snaps. Quincy Williams, 96%. Both look excellent as inside linebacker options heading towards fantasy playoffs, so we looking good there. The first thing that strikes my fancy here is Elijah Riley. Seven combined tackles, six of them solo, one sack, one QB hit. Elijah Riley saw 89% of snaps. So this is the most production we've seen out of him and the most playing time we've seen out of him. This is the third week of him taking over as the starting safety next to Ashton Davis. And Jared Wilson was an inactive again this week, coach's decision. So it looks like Riley at this moment anyway, owns that other starting safety job, and he was pretty damn productive this week, and he played a really good chunk. So I just added him in my uh, all-IDP league that's crazy deep, dark, and degenerate, but beyond that, I don't know if this is like safe enough to do in normal leagues, but we're certainly going to keep an eye on it. He is on the radar, that's for damn sure. Uh, Bryce Hall, really good streaming corner game. Six combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense. No changes there. It was him and Guidry as the two corners with the most playing time, with Michael Carter down to 56%, the corner, not the running back. 
let's see. Quinn and Williams, good game. Six combined tackles, four of them solo. That's fine. For a non-sack, non-splash play game, that's okay. At defensive tackle, 69% of snaps played. Uh, beyond that, guys that let us down. Uh, Guidry, okay game with five combined tackles. Ashton Davis, poopy game, two solo tackles, one pass defense. He did play 100% of snaps, though. John Franklin Myers, nada, just one solo tackle on the day. And Shaq Lawson, nada, as is tradition. And that's it. Uh, Jared Davis, nothing, because he, he stinks always. Um, things of note here. Quincy looks locked in. Elijah Riley is definitely interesting in much deeper leagues. Uh, if you need safety help, just add him now, and we'll sit on it another week and see what happens. But, gosh, man. The playing time has gone up. It's three weeks in a row now. It looks like he is that other starting safety. And the the production finally matched the playing time this week with a massive game from him. So I'm into it. Uh, I just don't know how much we want to trust it heading into playoffs. But we got three games now, so it's it's starting to become trustworthy. Uh, But, yeah, that's the big thing uh, for the Jets. Everything else is pretty set in stone. Not much else to see here. We'll keep an eye on that stuff going forward. That was the Jets. That was the Eagles. Alrighty, next we got the Colts and the Texans, and yikes. Uh, Okay, so not only did the Texans score zero points on the day, uh, they only recorded nine first downs, uh, 50 total plays, 141 total yards, not passing, not rushing, total yards, uh, 57 passing yards, 84 rushing yards, and it looks like 11 completions on the day. That is absolutely horrible. That is not enough offense. We are going to have everyone and their brother having a down day here for the Colts uh, IDP production. Uh, it It's pretty simple. If, if the Texans aren't on the field, uh, if they're not sustaining drives, there, there's nothing to score IDP uh, points from, right? Um, and, I mean, what's the time of possession here? 42 to 18. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, I mean, this has got nothing to do with um, Darius Leonard. This has got nothing to do with Buckner, Odom, Quiddy Pay, uh, any of these guys that let us down this week. Even Okariki had a game that was not even close to what he's capable of. Um, it's got nothing to do with them. They, they they spent about 12 less minutes on the field than normal. And when they were on the field, that the Texans were so busy going three and out, there was nothing to produce from. So it is what it is. That's something we can't control. But that I can tell you right now, without even looking at this Colts box score, it's going to be dog shit. Uh, but here we go. Top producer, Bobby Okariki, six combined tackles, four of them solo. Top producer, by the way. 87% of snaps played, and they rested. They all got to rest as well. The top uh, playing IDP option for the Colts this week only played 87% of snaps. So add that into the mix as well. Uh, Kahari Willis actually had an acceptable game, though. Kahari Willis, five solo tackles, one pass defense, and he played 87%, which is essentially 100% in a normal game. Kenny Moore uh, was able to save his day. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, two pass defense, and a pick. So 
despite just the total shenanigans, Kenny Moore continues to produce uh, even in the worst possible scenario that he is so good. Now we get to the shenanigans. Darius Leonard, four combined tackles, two of them solo. That's it. Uh, on 87% of snaps played. Uh, yeah, there are people that paid third round startup cost for that. That's in, that's incredible. Um, so there you go. Lesson learned. Um, Al-Qadim Muhammad, my dude. Uh, two sacks on the day, three solo tackles. Muhammad played 56% of snaps. Kamoko Turi also landed two sacks. He was in for just 33% of snaps, and I have not said his name yet this year, so don't go chasing that. DeForest Buckner, terrible game. George Odom, terrible game. Andrew Sandejo's gone because Kahari Willis is back. Uh, at least I think that's good. No, Sandejo is here. Never mind. Uh, where's Odom? Where is Odom? Odom only played 13% of snaps, but somehow managed to produce more than Andrew Sandejo, who played 87% this week. That's that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So Sandejo, hot garbage. Uh, he remains the other starter next to Gary Willis at starting safety. That's wild. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, okay, Quiddy Pay, nothing of note. Xavier Rhodes, nothing of note. Grover Stewart, nothing of note. And it's none of it's their fault. You know, um, just bad situation no one could control. Uh, so it is what it is. These guys will be fine when they play a real team. That is not the Texans. Uh, waiver wire moves, there's nothing here. Uh, Anti-waiver wire moves. George Odom is no longer an option. He only played 13% of snaps this week with the return of Kahari Willis. If Kahari Willis is on your waiver wire somewhere, that's not a bad option at all until he breaks again, which will be in a week or two. But for now, you can play him. Uh, yep, that's it for the Colts. They'll be fine. We just got to have them play against a real team. They'll be okay. Uh, Texans. So the opposite of that, the, the yang to that yin, if you will, is that the Texans spent 42 minutes on defense this week. 42 minutes on the field, and the Colts scored 31 points, and the Colts completed 16 passes and carried the ball 48 times for 238 yards. So, yeah, lots of production here for the uh, Texans. Texans as a team, 84 combined tackles. Colts as a team, 45 combined tackles. So double the production, basically. Lead producer, uh, we all know this, Camus Grugier-Hill. Everyone's talking about it. 20 combined tackles, 10 of them solo, one sack, three tackles for loss, one QB hit. Just a massive game for Camus Grugier-Hill. He was in for 86% of snaps. He even got to rest, and he did, he did this. That's incredible. Uh, Christian Kirksey, next highest producer, seven combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense. Kirksey was in for 86% of snaps. Where's Zach Cunningham? Well, he, he was coach's decision inactive, disciplinary reasons. Second time during the season he's been benched for disciplinary reasons. Third time if we include preseason. Uh, and as predicted, slash reported, uh, Kirksey's back, Cunningham's gone. So I hope you listened. Um, but, yep, going forward, it'll be Grugier, Hill, and Kirksey. Those are your two inside linebackers. 
Grizzier Hill is not going to do this every week. This is like a perfect storm. Uh, a run-heavy team in the Colts to begin with that got up early, stayed up all game, and just ground out the clock and just ran the shit out of the ball. And Grugier Hill being in the right place at the right time to just get those easy run-stopping tackles time after time after time after time all game long. Uh, we couldn't recreate this if we tried, but if you were starting KGH, you had one hell of a game from him. Okay, next guy, Desmond King and Justin Reed both had seven combined tackles. So Justin Reed and Eric Murray were the two safety starters this week, 88 and 86% of snaps. So that's back to normal. Uh, Eric Murray only had two combined tackles on the game, though. So it looks like he's back to his uh, free safety spot where Justin Reed is playing more in the box as the strong safety. That wasn't the case the last couple weeks because uh, Justin Reed was in trouble. Um, disciplinary reasons, inactives, last two weeks in a row. Now he's back, and now he's the strong safety again, and Eric Murray has moved back to free safety slash deep safety, and it's harder to make plays back there. So it is what it is. Uh, Terrence Mitchell, good game streaming corner. Desmond King, good game streaming corner. Tavier Thomas, acceptable game streaming corner. Corner breakdown is the huge. Desmond King, best option. Terrence Mitchell, second best option. Tavier Thomas, distant third. Uh, Jonathan Greener, no sacks, no splash plays, just two combined tackles and a QB hit on the game. He was in for 53% of snaps, but uh, down week for him. Uh, everyone else, nothing. Yeah, nothing else to note here. Um, not a lot of movement. Uh, only things that really changed were things we knew were going to happen. Uh, Cunningham disappeared because Kirksey's back from short-term IR, and uh, Reed got his job back as the strong safety because he wasn't in trouble with Coach anymore. So that's it. Those are the adjustment, uh, adjustments, um, but nothing new. No waiver wire moves. Um, yeah, and that's it for the Texans this week, and that was Colts and uh, Texans. Okie dokie, Washington football team and the Raiders next. We'll start with Washington. Lead producer, Cole Holcomb. That makes sense. Ten combined tackles, seven of them solo. Two passes defended on the day. Mr. Holcomb was in for 100% of snaps. That looks good. We were without Landon Collins this week, so we got more Will Jackson and Bobby McCain. Uh, Cameron Curl, though, was in for 100% of snaps uh, and had... Acceptable game. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, one pass defense. That depends on your league, how they score pass defense. Um, so, you know, subjective. Uh, Kendall Fuller, though, really good game. Eight solo tackles. Mr. Fuller was in for 98% of snaps and remains a great streaming corner option in all games, basically. Uh, okay, surprise. Third producer, Jamin Davis. Six combined tackles, five of them solo, one tackle for loss. Mr. Davis saw 90, 90% of snaps played this week. That does make sense. So without Collins, Collins has been playing more of like a linebacker role from what I've read. Uh, so it sounds like Davis just kind of moved in and did more of that this week. So I wouldn't count on this long term. Um you know, when Collins is back, Davis will probably go back down to the playing time he had prior, like 60-ish percent of snaps a game. So while this is nice, um, I wouldn't count on it uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, 
Bobby McCain, acceptable game. Four combined tackles, one pass defense, uh, 98% of snaps at corner slash safety. Uh, James Smith-Williams, half a sack, four combined tackles. That's the Chase Young replacement, 75% of snaps played. Casey Tuhill, 61% of snaps played. And I'm not seeing any statistics here. Yeah, nada. So Tuhill remains the worst option of the two. And Sweat is actually getting close to being back. He's a week or two away, Montez Sweat. So if anyone dropped him in your league's of merit, go check and make sure because uh, he'll be back soon, and that's a great defensive end option, especially on this depleted defensive line. Uh, he'll get a ton of playing time if he comes back, or if and when he comes back. Uh, Deron Payne, decent game, three solo tackle, one tackle for loss. Deron Payne was in for 80% of snaps. Matt Ioannidis landed a sack. First time I've said that all year. Ioannidis was in for 56% of snaps at defensive tackle. Jonathan Allen, half a sack, two tackle assists. He was in for 53% of snaps. Uh, nothing else of note production-wise here. No one really let us down, though. Uh, we're looking fairly decent for the guys we rely on. The only thing out of the ordinary here this week is the slight bump to Jamin Davis, but that tracks with the loss of Landon Collins due to injury. Uh, I think that returns to normal when Collins comes back. We shall see. Uh, you know, if Collins is out again this next week, Davis might be a decent flyer as an LB 3-4 in deeper leagues, but uh, that's about it. Nothing else of note here. So let's head over to the Raiders. And as is tradition, Denzel Perryman led the way. Uh, 12 combined tackles, 9 of them solo, 1 tackle for loss, 1 QB hit. Mr. Perryman was in for only 70% of snaps, though, and I did see a Q on him, so let's check that. Okay, I just read a bunch of stuff on the from the Raiders beat writers. It sounds like everyone that was injured in this game is considered day-to-day, -day, so Perryman should be okay. Uh, we also lost Corey Littleton in this game. I believe that's where Divine Diablo came from here. Uh, Diablo still only saw 57% of snaps, but Littleton only saw 34% and was clearly injured and is part of that article. So looks like Diablo stepped in for him. Uh, so I wouldn't go chasing that down either, unless, of course, Littleton is out for an extended period. Then it looks like Divine Diablo might be an option. Still, I'm probably not touching that with a 10-foot pole. If it ain't Perryman, I'm not interested over here, straight up. Uh, Nate Hobbs, great streaming corner game. Nine combined tackles, four of them solo, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, one interception, and a partridge in a pear tree. Hobbs was in for 73% of snaps as corner three. Facey Sin and Casey Hayward were corners one and two at 100% of snaps apiece. Uh, and let's see how they did. Hayward, acceptable game if your league scores pass defense correct. And Faceyson, poop game, just three combined tackles, that's it. But yeah, Hobbs has been pretty, pretty good lately. Um, it is somewhat scary because his projection remains at zero on most sites, so uh, a lot of people aren't even touching him. But he's been productive. Check out his box score. Uh, he remains corner three on the team, but he's playing like 70-ish, 80% of snaps a game against a pass-happy team. That ain't bad. Uh, Max Crosby, ugh. Uh, acceptable game. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, one pass defense, one tackle for loss. That's uh, 6, 7, 10, 11 points in most of my leagues. That's double digits. That ain't bad. Um 
Breakdown for pass rush was Crosby, 90% of snaps, and Gakwe, 81%. And Gakwe, nothing of note, just two tackle assists this week. Trayvon Morig, okay game. About the best I've seen out of him this year. Four combined tackles and a pass defense. He was in for 100% of snaps, but remains the deep safety that doesn't do much. Jonathan Abram, three combined tackles, one pass defense, one tackle for loss. Uh, he was in for 100% of snaps. Bit of a down game for him. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz landed a sack. What's a Malcolm Kuntz? Backup defensive end, 10% of snaps. We can ignore that. Guys that let us down, Yannick, mm, that's about it. Everyone else had a pretty decent game. And there just wasn't a ton of offense in this game. A lot of three and outs, it looks like. Uh, but yeah, uh, things of note over here, injuries to Littleton, Perryman, and a couple other guys. Um, just need to monitor those throughout the week. It looks like Perryman... And Littleton should be fine. They're both considered day-to-day, so I think we're good. But uh, keep an eye on it. If they're out, Divine Diablo will see a bump. And KJ Wright will probably see a bump as well. Uh, If they're both out, it'll be those two guys. If one is out, it looks like Divine Diablo is the option, uh, according to what I'm seeing here. Um, I don't actually know that. Uh, I don't work for the Raiders, but uh, that's what the snaps are telling me. But, yep, that's the Raiders, and that's the football team. That's all we got for these two, so let's keep it keep it moving. Okie dokie. We got the Jags and the Rams. Next game. All right, so lead producer for the Jags this week, Andrew Wingard. Eight combined tackles. Wingard, 99% of snaps. Uh, second good week in a row after a pretty decent bad streak he had going there after a hot start to the season so good to see Mr. Wingard back Nevin Lawson was the corner that had the good game not Tyson Campbell that's my bad Nevin Lawson 100% of steps Tyson Campbell 84% Shaq Griffin uh, did not play once again Chris Claybrooks afterthought 16% of snaps so looks like I guessed wrong but uh it happens. Uh, Nevin lost in good game. Miles Jack, decent game. Seven combined tackles, three of them solo. 87% of snaps played. Rudy Ford, again. Rudy Ford, all up in my shit, again. Six combined tackles, half a sack, one tackle for loss. Only 69% of snaps played, though, as safety three, so I think we could still ignore this, but uh, I've talked about this guy a lot in the last month, so he just won't go away, but it's still nothing, like, spectacular. Deeper leagues, though, I could see the appeal. Um, you know, safety four, five, six in those crazy-ass degenerate leagues some of us are in. Yeah, I, I get it. Do what you gotta do. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins, six combined tackles, two of them solo, 100% of snaps played. Okay game. Damian Wilson, six combined tackles, two of them solo, 63% of snaps, about the use for him. Uh, Dwayne Smoot sighting, five combined tackles, half a sack, one pass defense, one QB hit. Smoot was in four, 62% of snaps, so he's risen out of the grave like a zombie. Tyson Campbell, only four combined tackles, two of them solo. He played 84% of snaps. Bit of a down week, but uh, that's okay. After that, it drops off a cliff. No one we care about. Yep, no one we care about. We can keep it moving. Uh, Waiver wire, no. Nothing here. We've talked about Rudy Ford already. You know what I know if you've listened to this for the past month, so... Uh, decide with the info you've got because I don't got anything else. 
Uh, heading over to the Rams, Ernest Jones led the way. Nine combined tackles, five of them solo, half a sack, pet one pass defense, one QB hit. Inside linebacker snaps were as follows. <laughs> Ernest Jones, 95% of snaps. Leonard, nope, uh, Troy Reader, 49%. So the pattern continues. Uh, I believe Tom K tweeted this today. This is the ninth game in a row that it's flip-flopped on who the inside linebacker is who plays the most. So it's literally impossible to nail down who's going to be the guy week to week. Uh, the one pattern I have seen is that Ernest Jones gets to play a lot when they play a shitty team and beat the living hell out of them. He gets to stay on the field and play garbage time. Uh, they seem to trust Troy Reader a bit more when the game is important slash matters slash there's a real team across from them. So take that how you will. Um, neither seems super uh, stable, though, to be honest with you. It's like the opposite of what we want to see heading into fantasy playoffs, but it is what it is. Jordan Fuller, good game. Eight combined tackles, five of them solo. Normal playing time for him. Almost every snap. Aaron Donald landed a sack. Good game for him. Plus five combined tackles, two QB hits. He was in for 88% of snaps. He remains awesome. Darius Williams, second week back. Four solo tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass defense. 98% of snaps played. That's 8, 11, 12 points in most of my leagues. That's excellent for a streaming corner option. Uh... Jalen Ramsey, a bit of a down week, just three combined tackles and a pass defense. He got to rest as well in this one, only 92% of snaps played, so a little bit of a rest at the end. Greg Gaines, the Sebastian Joseph Day replacement that was a trending transaction on Yahoo. Just four combined tackles, two of them solo, although he did play 81% of snaps. So, you know, not great. Obviously, if it's not Aaron Donald, it's not, like, you know, amazing uh, for defensive tackle for the Rams. Leonard Floyd, half a sack. Von Miller, nothing of note. And Dante Dion on the outside looking in with Darius Williams back. Taylor Rapp, crappy game, just three combined tackles. Troy Reader, crappy game, just three tackle assists. Over on the playing time, it looks like basically everyone got a rest except Ernest Jones and Darius Williams. Uh, and the two safeties. They kept them on the field for most of the game. Uh, everyone else got a little bit of a breather, it looks like, including Troy Reader. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. Big movement stuff recently is Darius Williams is back, so he's corner two. Greg Gaines has replaced Sebastian Joseph Day. We still have no idea which safety to start every week. We still have no idea which inside linebacker to start every week, and Von Miller hasn't done anything since he got here. But, yeah, that's it. That's what's going on with the Rams. No moves, just info. That's all I got for you. So that's the Rams. That's the Jags. And uh, let's keep on keeping on. Alrighty, next we're going to look at the Ravens and the Steelers. We'll go ahead and get started with the Ravens. So Brandon Williams led the way. Who the hell is Brandon Williams? Nose tackles, 60% of snaps, 11 combined tackles, one tackle for loss. That is the first time I've said that name all season. We could probably ignore that. Next highest producer was Brandon Stevens, seven combined tackles. We've talked about him. He is the other starting safety now. He's designated as a corner in some places, so pretty good game for him. Uh, and he was in for 92% of snaps. Josh Bynes, decent game, seven combined tackles, three of them solo. Bynes was up to 68% of snaps this week. 
Patrick Queen, six combined tackles, five of them solo. He was up to 92% of snaps this week. That's the best playing time we've seen out of him in quite some time. Uh, Chuck Clark, acceptable game, five combined tackles, three of them solo, one pass defense. He was in for 98% of snaps. Adafe Owe, decent game, five combined tackles, one pass defense. He was in for 58% of snaps. Uh, Anthony Averett, poopy game, Marlon Humphrey, poopy game, Marlon Humphrey injured and done for the season. So it looks like Anthony Averett will be the best corner option going forward, followed by Jimmy Smith, it looks like, uh, I think. Mm, Yeah, Jimmy Smith, four combined tackles this week, 70% of snaps played. That'll probably be the other starting safety. We shall see, though. Regardless, we'll find out this uh, next game here. But uh, if it ain't Averett, I'm probably not interested. Uh, Calais Campbell was back, 82% of snaps this game. He didn't do anything with them, though. I don't even see his name here. Yeah. No, there it is, two combined tackles. Oh, we got a sack. He landed a sack. Holy cow. Okay, Campbell did something. There you go. Uh, Even a broken clock is right twice a year, twice a day, whatever. Okay, Tyus Bauer, uh, Bowser, poopy game. Uh, although he was in for 92% of snaps, and he's been red hot recently. He is an outside linebacker type, though, so it's mostly going to be splash play dependent. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Beyond that, no one else really of note here. Things we're tracking. Uh, We'll have to see how the corners shake out with Humphrey Dunn for the season. Um, And, you know, Queen, despite not having, like, a monster day in the production... Uh, had the best playing time we've seen in multiple months this last week. So uh, your Patrick Queen shares are starting to look more and more safe each week. Uh, That kind of change in what his role and responsibility is seems to be working out well for him. Um, So that's good. That's good news there. And Bynes was a little more relevant this week, but I still don't trust him anymore. Um, It's clear that he was just a Band-Aid while they were trying to fix whatever was wrong with Queen. Uh, And that's about it. Over on the Steelers, uh, Minka led the way, nine combined tackles, seven of them solo, one pass defense, one pick. Minka was in four. Where the hell is he? Uh, I would assume 100% of snaps. Yes, 100% of snaps. Okay, so that that's fine. Joe Schobert, good, ga- uh, good day. Seven combined tackles, six of them solo, one pass defended on the day. Schobert was in for 100% of snaps. Wow, that's the first time I've seen that. Inside linebacker with 100% of snaps. Devin Bush, just two tackles on the day, and despite playing 88% of snaps, he's useless. He's hot garbage. TJ Watt, great game. Six combined tackles, five of them solo, three and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, six QB hits uh, on 86% of snaps played. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's been great. He's had a few slash not missing weeks, slash bad weeks recently, but he really came roaring back to we- uh, life this week. So that's good if you started him, uh, which, of course, you did if it's Sleeper or ESPN or fan tracks, but most leagues is a regular linebacker. It's somewhat iffy. Uh, Akello Witherspoon, good week. Five solo tackles, one pass defense. That is, uh, looks like the corner that came in for Joe Hayden. Yeah, so I haven't talked about that at all this year, so I've seen it once. I don't trust it. 
Chris Wormley, huge week. Five combined tackles, two and a half sacks, two tackles for loss, three QB hits. That is a 3-4 defensive end that played 74% of snaps. We all know about Chris Wormley. Um, hell of a week for him. Uh, Cameron Sutton, okay game. Four solo tackles. Uh, he was the top corner this week playing time, 100% of snaps. Cameron Hayward, another really good game. Four combined tackles, three of them solo, one sack, two tackles for loss, one QB hit. Mr. Hayward was in four. Uh, where the hell is this guy? Oh, there he is. 78% of snaps, so another great game for him. Terrell Edmonds, down week. Alex Highsmith, down week. Devin Bush, always a down week. And that's about it for guys of note. Playing time. Yeah, there's a few things here. So Joe Schobert seeing 100% of snaps. I have not seen that this year at all. It's usually like 80-ish, 85-ish tops. Um... So that's new. That probably had more to do with game plan with the the run happy Ravens in town. Uh, beyond that, corner shakeup with Akello Witherspoon seeing a bunch of playing time this week. I don't trust that yet. Plus, Joe Hayden should be back at some point, unless he went to IR and I missed it, which is entirely possible because I don't give a shit about the Steelers and I don't plan on like hitting pause to look at that. Uh, but whatever. If Witherspoon's there again next game, we'll start looking at it. For now, it's just an outlier. Uh, that's about it. So not a lot of movement here. Some positive movement for um, Schobert. Uh, positive movement for Bush, too, in the playing time, but it just didn't translate. Just two solo tackles on the day. That's it. For 88% of snaps, which I believe is the season high for him. So not great for anyone that's a uh, Devin Bush dynasty shareholder. Uh, he continues to be just steaming hot garbage. Uh, Highsmith still played plenty this week, 81% of snaps, although he only got uh, three solo tackles, two tackles for loss, which is actually not terrible for a down week. That's like eight points in most of my leagues. That ain't bad, all things considered. Uh, but yeah. That's the only real movement here for the Steelers. We'll keep an eye on these things as they go forward and uh, report back on them next week. But uh, that was the Ravens. That was the Steelers. All righty, home stretch here. We got 49ers and Sea Chickens. Uh, we'll start with the Niners. So without Greenlaw, without Warner, there was no one. It was just Aziz. Flanagan Fowles did play, but only 73% of snaps. Aziz played 97%. Aziz had 16 combined tackles, 11 of them solo, half a sack, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit. So Aziz was the truth this week, and he performed for us all. They'll probably be without Warner one more week. Greenlaw come, could come back this week, so Aziz remains an option for probably at least one more week, and then we'll take it from there. After that, DJ Jones, seven solo tackles, two tackles for loss. That is a defensive tackle I never talk about, so we could probably ignore. Uh, Kawan Williams, okay game at streaming corner, although he is corner... Oh, he was corner one this week. What the hell? What happened there? We must have had an... Oh, Emmanuel Mosley got hurt. That's what happened. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to check on that because no one cares. It's Emmanuel Mosley, not someone that actually matters. But uh, if the injury is long-term, Kawan Williams will be your guy. Josh Norman was the other starting corner, as is tradition. Chikuski Tar, Jimmy Ward both did nothing because they stink. Uh, Jimmy Ward, 100% of snaps. Chikuski Tart, just 50%, with Hafunga playing 70%. 
Uh, Eric Armstead landed a sack. That's okay at defensive end. That's great at defensive tackle. Armstead was in for 79% of snaps and has been playing quite a bit recently, so that looks good. Nick Bosa landed a sack because he always does. He was in for 87% of snaps. Uh, Flanagan fouls, only four combined tackles, only one of them solo. So that's the other inside linebacker, but he'll be gone because Greenlaw will probably be back this week, so we can ignore that. Uh, Jordan Willis landed a sack. What is a Jordan Willis? Backup defensive end, 19% of snaps. We can ignore that. Arden Key landed half a sack. I know we can ignore that. Yep, backup defensive end, 29% of snaps. Beyond that, Josh Norman, poopy game. And that's it. That's every one of note. Playing time. The only things that stand out are Hafunga continues to get snaps at the expense of Jaquiski Tart. And Emmanuel Mosley is injured. And we're waiting on Warner and Greenlaw to be healthy. And beyond that, everything is normal. Heading over to the Sea Chickens, Jordan Brooks led the way. 11 combined tackles, 5 of them solo, 1 tackle for loss. He was in for 97% of snaps. That's his season high for snaps. Good for him. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, Bobby Wagner right behind him. 9 combined tackles, 6 of them solo, 1 pass defense. Uh, so Mr. Wagner... Also had a pick. Great game for Mr. Wagner. He was in for 100% of snaps. He continues to be excellent. Uh, looks like Quandre Diggs also had a pick, so remember that when I talk about him, whenever that is. DJ Reed, good streaming corner game. Five combined tackles, two of them solo, two pass defense. Uh, Reed played 100% of snaps. Uh... Looks like Ryan Neal came in because Jamal Adams is hurt. Jamal Adams only gave us 47% of snaps. Uh, I don't really care, but I'm going to check because I'm sure a lot of you do. Yeah, okay, so it looks like Adams suffered a sprained shoulder in the same shoulder he had surgery on last year, so that that is not good. That may knock him out for a minute. We'll have to keep an eye on that throughout the week. We've seen in the past that the Jamal Adams replacement is Ryan Neal. So keep that in mind if you need a waiver wire safety and Adams is gone for an extended period. Ryan Neal is the replacement. Okay, other things of note here. All right. So Ryan Neal did have five combined tackles, uh, only playing 57% of snaps coming in for the injured Jamal Adams. Uh, okay, beyond that... Quandre Diggs, four combined tackles, three of them solo, one pass defense, one pick. Another good game for him, 100% of snaps played, nothing out of the ordinary there. Carlos Dunlap landed a sack. That's great. I love Carlos Dunlap. He's been a key component of many of my IDP championships over the last 20 years, but he only played 12% of snaps, and he's been an afterthought this season, so we can ignore that. As sad as that makes me, it's still true. Uh, no one else did anything of note here. It's all dog poop, all of it. Uh, things that stand out for playing time. Corner one, DJ Reed. Corner two, Sidney Jones. That's been stable the last few weeks. Jamal Adams, we'll have to see how bad the injury is. Ryan Neal's the replacement. Uh, other than that, no changes. Everything remains as it has been, and we're looking decent. That was the Niners. That was the Seahawks. Okay, and we're going to wrap up the Sunday games with the uh, Broncos and Chiefs, uh, starting with the Broncos production. Ooh, rare Kenny Young in the wild sighting. 
Kenny Young, lead producer, nine combined tackles, five of them solo. Uh, Kenny Young was in for 79% of snaps inside linebacker. Baron Browning, 100% of snaps inside linebacker, eight combined tackles, seven of them solo. Baron Browning remains the better option by quite a bit. Uh, Deshaun Williams, six combined tackles, only one of them solo, one pass defense on the day. What the hell is a Deshaun Williams? Looks like it's a backup defensive tackle, excuse me, a starting defensive tackle that only played 44% of snaps. We can absolutely ignore that. I didn't know that that was a person that existed until just now. Uh, Draymond Jones landed a sack. I know we can ignore that. Uh, let's see, where was Mr. Draymond Jones? Uh, yeah, defensive end, 3-4 defensive end, 58% of snaps. Yeah, he's not going to be productive enough, often enough, for that to be worth our time. So we can skip that. Malik Reed, poopy game, just four combined tackles, two of them solo. He did play 79% of snaps, though. Bradley Chubb, second game back. Let's see how much he played. 67%, so it's going up. It, that's about 20% up from last week, so that's heading in the right direction. Three combined tackles, two of them solo, one tackle for loss. That's good to see. We're getting him back just in time for playoffs. That's excellent. Uh, the production ain't there yet, but we do know it's coming. Uh, after that, Justin Simmons' poopy game, just two solo tackles on the day. He did play 100% of snaps, and he's been red hot recently, so we can let him have his down week. Kareem Jackson, just two combined tackles, one of them solo. He was in for 96% of snaps. Uh, that's a poopy game for him. Patrick Sertain saved his week with a pick. One tackle assist, one pass defense, one pick. Sertain was in for 100% of snaps. And Ronald Darby, just two solo tackles. Not a lot of offense in this game. Somewhat surprising with the Chiefs being pretty red hot recently. Uh, so streaming corner was not great, but Darby played 100% of snaps, so he's the other option besides Sertain. Not much change there. So that's the Broncos. Nothing new. Uh, add Bradley Chubb if you were scared to last week. The playing time's heading in the right direction. The production ain't far behind it. Just remember, he's an outside linebacker pass rush guy, so that tackle floor is never going to be there. He's basically sack play to, or splash play dependent always. But in certain places, he makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Sleeper, Fantrax, ESPN, any edge designation, uh, IDP flex spot, LB 5-6 in much deeper leagues, that type of thing. Uh, that Those places are perfect for him. So if he's out there and you need him, go grab him. It's looking like it's going to be good in a week or two here. So that's the Broncos. Um, Chiefs, Tyron Matthew led the way. Nine combined tackles, seven of them solo, one QB hit. He played 100% of snaps as usual. Chavarius Ward, rare good game. Eight combined tackles, five of them solo, one pass defense, 100% of snaps. Willie Gay, rare, rare good game. Uh, Willie Gay was in for just 61% of snaps, but had eight combined tackles, half a sack, a tackle for loss, a pass defense, and a QB hit. Such a waste. Uh, he only played 61%. Nick Bolton only played 29%. Instead, they're giving snaps to guys like Hitchens, uh, Ben Neiman, uh, guys of that ilk. So uh, unfortunate, but true. So while that's a great stat line for Gay, I still don't trust it at all. I would suggest to you that you don't trust it either. 
Juan Thornhill, finally a, uh, a good game. Six combined tackles, four of them solo. One pass defense, one interception, 88% of snaps played. Uh, Jaron Reed, okay game. As the other defensive tackle besides Chris Jones here, 57% of snaps played. Uh, do, 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 do. We can ignore Neiman. We can ignore Hitchens. No one likes them. No one wants to play them. Uh, Legereus need down week. Melvin Ingram half a sack. Uh, that's nice. He did something. Uh, he only played 53% of snaps, though, and I don't think I've said his name out loud this year, so we can ignore that. Nick Bolton, poopy game. Daniel Sorensen, pick six. Sorensen only played 51% of snaps, though, so we can ignore that. Chris Jones, actually uh, an acceptable game, despite no sacks. Uh, two tackle assists, two pass defense, one QB hits. So that's six, eight, nine points in most of my leagues for a non-splash play game. Uh, that's okay. 66% of snaps played. Frank Clark, nothing as is tradition. Clark was in for 62% of snaps. And that's everyone of note. Playing time things of interest here. Uh, the I mean, the inside linebackers are still a gigantic mess. Um Sorensen kind of crawled out of the grave and got some snaps this week with 51%. And that's about it. Everything else is business as usual for the Chiefs. No new moves, no waiver wire moves, nothing like that. But a uh, productive game for this defense. So uh, that's what we got. That's the Chiefs. That's the Broncos. That was week 13. Monday night game will be dropping uh, in this same article several hours after you listen to this section. Uh, I'll upload it after I get home from work. Uh, that'll be Patriots Bills. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Week 13 edition of the Audio Monster. Good luck this week. Hope the fantasy gods are merciful and uh, that we all win some titles in the playoffs coming up here soon. Uh, have a good week, everyone, and uh, I'll see you all same time, same place next week. Uh, take care.